Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Thursday Trust Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Join the conversation on 0499 736 736. Welcome to Moving Day on Trot's Life. Just Toby McKinnon with you on Thursdays now, and I have a range of guests from across the across the spectrum. We've got Jamie Cockshut from Taz Racing in the back nine with Mick Gurin in the back nine as well. Bernie Hewitt will join us uh, in the first hour, and also Tim O'Connor, and we're naming this first segment Teeing Off with Tim, and people that know me know that... Uh, I'm a big kid at heart, really, and I feel like a kid with a new toy here as I've been busy this morning working on an intro for Teeing Off with Tim. So uh, I'll play that now. Let's uh, see how I went with it. And uh, Tim's down the line and we'll get a reaction from Tim off the back of it. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat. In Australia. Get in the hole! Radio team. <laughs> not bad, not bad from you. Good to be on. Um, that sounded like a good shot off the tee, to be fair. So, uh, did it end up going in? It uh, well, that's that's for the listeners to find out, and I suppose <laughs> the if you if you perform well here, then maybe they'll say it's a hole in one. I'm not sure, mate. Well, that'll be great. You've done a good job there. I was waiting for the Tiger Woods uh, chip at the Masters, where he chips it up from off the back of the green, and um, what's the commentator says? Oh my word! <laughs> uh, and then it tri- trickles in on the yeah, uh, yeah the sixteenth yeah, yeah. hole or whatever it is, one of the greatest shots of all time. But no, I'll take that teeing off with Tim. Uh, we can't be chipping or putting. We've got to be off the uh, yeah, off the tee box. So. True, true. Looking forward to a big show. We've got plenty to chat about. Yeah, we do, mate. And uh, there's a pit going on on the weekend. There's all sorts of. Breeders' crown races, and I'll be catching up with Bernie Hewitt about a few of those. And plus, he's got horses running in Group Ones in Sydney as well. He's a busy man, the whole Hewitt family. But there's a pretty important free for all trot as well, which I, I don't think it's been lost in amongst it. But uh, rules don't apply. Returns. He comes off the back of a good trial, and Majestuoso returns as well, Tim. Yeah, it's a great little race, isn't it? Race ten on the card, uh, yeah. twenty odd, twenty two past ten. It's um. Just given the quality of racing across that whole Melton card, it hasn't, as you said, it hasn't been lost, but it's it's certainly not the highlight of the meeting. But uh, I had a quick chat to uh, Andy Gaff, uh, the trainer of Majestuoso. So of course, I mean, he really for the last I don't know at least the last year he's been our standout trotter. 
you could argue, across both uh, Australia and New Zealand. And he's just been forgotten a little bit, I reckon, just with his um, problems. So uh, he won the Great Southern Star there going back at the start of the year. But he, he came back for three runs there, if you remember. Uh, might have been through July and June or something like that. I've yep. got the form in front of me. Yeah, it was through um, June and July. And he, he didn't win a race. Um, he tied up first up and then he... He didn't go bad, but he never won. He ran second at Melton and then third at Shepparton on July 2. Just telling Andy about what the case, what the problem with him was. So he actually had a really severe pulled muscle in his back, which I only learned about this morning. And it, it was so severe. Well, it wasn't. Um, he, he wasn't confined to a tiny little box like you'd like you'd see for a horse with a broken leg or, or something like that. But he was confined for about six weeks there, um, just to make sure he didn't, you know, overexert himself and, and keep re-injuring that that strained uh, muscle in his back. He was then put through the water walker and has come back into work. So he was going to trial on Tuesday at Melton. That didn't happen. Andy decided to uh, wait and just race him here on Saturday night at Melton. He's out of the draw, but if he gets around safely, he'll be back in the draw and he'll go second up into the Inter-Dominion heats on the 26th of November. So... Andy's really wrapped with him. Just a couple of quick comments. He, he said he seems really good, and he won't be as, at his extreme best on Saturday night, but he won't be far away. So, I mean, I asked Andy just in private, I said, can he win the Inter-Dominion? Because I, I said of he's been he a little can. bit forgotten, and he said, yeah, he can. So, I mean, he's still about 7 or $8, uh, and that's with Bolt for brilliance in the field, Toby, who... Um, can't win. Well, he, he's no certainty to come. Correct. Um, on the back of his recent... I know I read a story from Michael Guerin during the week. Uh, they're still aiming to get here. Tony uh, Hurley, he's, that's the plan. But he's not going to race in the Dominion on Friday. Um, he's got to be... He's $2.50 in the fixed odds market. I mean... Too short. Uh, he's about 10 bucks to... He's probably 5 bucks to even come to Australia. So, <laughs> anyway, Majestuoso. Andy's really happy. He's recovered from that serious uh, muscle strain in his back. He'll race on Saturday night, and then he'll go second up, hopefully back in the draw into the Inter-Dominion heats on November 26 at Ballarat. It just seems to me he's not the sort of horse I'd have $1,000 on to win on Saturday night. It just seems like they'll be looking after him first up from that outside of the front row. I would have thought, Tim. Yeah, and uh, Andy <clears throat> made mention of the, the outside of the front row draw. He said we would have preferred to be off the back. Um, mm. yeah, there's only one horse off the back, and that's always ready. So... Look, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, charging into him. I mean, he can win. Of course he can. He's he's the best horse in that race. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's bigger fish to fries and they're going forward. But just interesting to learn that he did have a really significant problem because you could have been, you know, you could have looked at his last three runs and thought he's just not the same horse. But there's obviously some, uh, some reasons behind that. So a severe pulled muscle in his back. He's back now. Uh, I won't be diving into him on Saturday night, but I, I might even have a futures bet because I do think um, the way this series is shaping up, he if he gets back to anywhere near his best, he's got to be the horse to beat. Patrick from Melton wants to know what we're going to call this show. Well, it's moving day, Patrick. That's what it's called. It's not Tim and Tobes Thursdays or Wombat and Talk. It's just <laughs> called moving day. Uh, and this is the first segment is teeing off with Tim is what I uh, called it. Uh I just make this stuff up, and we just Maybe go I with it. I come in with a rant each week. I mightn't have my job for too long, but I could come in with a rant uh, about something that I'm disgruntled with, or um, can really tee off. But um, I no, I'll keep it all. I'll keep it all civil. Yeah, I, I had half a rant yesterday. Not a rant, I suppose, but the um, Australian driving champion for the year. I, I suppose that's what you would call it for the driver that drives the most wins in Australia, and. It was off the back of James Herbertson getting the 200 at Mildura. He's up to 202 now uh, after a couple of winners at Ballarat. But Pete McMullen's 221 
Gary Hall Jr. two eleven, James Herbertson two hundred, Cam Hart one ninety two, Mark Pitt one eighty eight. That was yesterday, and I put a poll up on Twitter. Just, I think Tim that Mark Pitt could potentially catch Peter McMullen. Like he's thirty three wins behind. Yes, but we That's know what call. we know. But we know how strong Emma Stewart is in the last few months of the year. There's going to be a whole heap of Vic bred heats. Now yeah, you make a good point there. <laughs> she could win a dozen Vic bred heats over the course of. Two or three days, plus semi-finals, plus everything else. Mark Pitt is not without a chance of actually winning the Australian Drivers' Championship. I, was, I had him penciled in to come on today. Unfortunately, he's got another uh, appointment, which I believe, whilst he's driving. And this is the dedication of Trot's drivers. He's driving. He's got someone driving him to Maryborough, and he's taking an appointment that he needed to get done uh, on the phone whilst uh, he's in the passenger seat. You know, they just don't get time to do these things like you and I would. We just take the hour off, you know. That's right. Well, hopefully it's not another radio show that he's doing because um, that would be disappointing. But uh, uh, Well, he didn't say that, but that's possible, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in your mind. No, I was actually having a look when we spoke about it last night at the Ballarat Trots table. I had, I've had the, um, had the national top 20 mm-hmm. statistics up. Um, yeah, I don't know if – I don't – I'm trying to think. Your question was who will win it. Yep. I reckon Peter McMullen's got enough of a break, at least on Herb, to make up 20 in twenty wins in about, what, 40 days, 50 days. It will be hard. Uh, I'm going to go with Pete McMullen to win it overall. He's 221, as you said, and uh, James Herbertson, 202. One, the one thing about pity that I did that stood out to me looking at these stats, he's on 188 <laughs> winners. He's done it from 479 drives. James Herbertson's taken 1,421 drives to get his 202. So nearly 1,000 more drives for Herb, uh, and he's only managed to get 14 more winners. I mean, it's remarkable uh, with Mark Pitt driving so many of Emma Stewart's um, short price favourites. And I think that's a credit to both of them for what they're doing. Pitty obviously yep. driving for such a strong stable, so he's he's got a high percentage of winners, which is a fair achievement. And I think the dedication and commitment of James Herbertson to get around to all these tracks and just keep driving no horses doubt. is as big a tick as what it is for Mark. So if you're listening, yeah. Herb, you know how much I love you, and Tim loves you too. So we're not. I agree. We're not. No. You but I, f- I was going to say the same thing. And, and yeah. the other thing with um, Herb, um, uh, he drive and him just off the top of my head now, he get, he's getting him up for for littler trainers at twenty thirty dollars. Yeah. I mean, he got that one up in the first leg of the quarter last night that would have knocked most people out at twenty odd dollars. So. Um, you know, he's the he's the young Michael Bellman, isn't he? On his way through, driving for a stack of different stables. He's not driving... He doesn't drive many short-price favourites. Um, he's just a remarkable one. I messaged him yesterday to say, well done, mate, on the 200, and um, that I couldn't believe he was already there. And he, he just said, thanks, mate, um, but the job's not done yet. That's the... Um, you know, that sums him up, doesn't it? It does sum him up a bit. As You know, I talk to him nearly every day as I'm at the trots or, or texting him anyway, so... Uh, and that's normally a bit more lighthearted stuff because try and keep things. They need a break from it sometimes, from just the pure trotting uh, stuff. So I do have a bit of fun with him behind the scenes, and uh, he'll be filthy on you saying that he's the new Mick Bellman. He'd say he's well past him, but that's okay. Uh, it looks a bit like him, to be fair. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> I think you've just insulted two of our participants. Yeah, this might be the last thing. one go. <laughs> but I tell you what, you couldn't beat two better blokes to hang a bit of stuff with either because they'll just... I've topped two off the tee. <laughs> yeah, 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 correct. Uh, very good. Now, someone is... Uh, oh, yep, Bernie Hewitt's just giving me the thumbs up. So he's all good for 11.40 for those listening out for Bernie Hewitt. 
Uh, Breeders' Crown barriers on uh, after these semi-finals. We know barrier draws win races, and how important will they be? We've got we'll have Bernie Hewitt on, right? Rip, just about undefeated when he leads. Dual Melody, undefeated when she leads. Like, how important will the barrier draws be on Saturday night, Tim? And when will they be done, mate? <clears throat> yeah, massive. They're going to be huge, hugely important, aren't they? Of course, uh, the semifinals, eight semifinals for the Pacers, two and three-year-olds run on Saturday night. And then uh, I've got the times here. So w- one other good thing that, that's been that's happening on Saturday night too, Toby, and there might be some listeners that have a share in a horse running in the semis on Saturday night and they're not aware of this. Uh, if you're one of the connections, you can actually go and draw your barrier out on Saturday night. So I'm not sure if it happened last year. I wouldn't have thought so with the, with the COVID laws and everything. So I'm not sure when this last happened, but... Um, yeah, if you head Great to the Scotch Southern Notch Star. Cafe. Great Southern Star. Yeah, was it then, was it? Mm. Okay. Um, but you're, if you're an owner of a horse running Saturday night and you get through to the final, you're invited to draw your horse uh, in the Scotch Notch Cafe, which is just past the winning post there at Melton. Uh, you need to be there 10 minutes before the draw. So the draws will t- take place. They will be broadcast live on Trots Vision as well for those tuning in from home. 8.42 p.m. will be the two-year-old trotters uh, both boys and girls at 842 and then at 914 will be the three-year-old trotters boys and girls so 842 and 914 for the the trotters and then at 947 the two-year-old pacing fillies and the two-year-old pacing colts and geldings and the final draws will be done at 1022 the three-year-old pacing fillies and the three-year-old pacing colts and geldings so yeah, if you can't be on track, tune into Trots Vision. It'll be really intriguing. But if you are on track and you are an owner, make sure you get down to the, the Scotch Notch Cafe. And uh, I'm not sure what they're doing. Probably little trophies or something or balls out of the barrel. Make sure you head down there and get involved. So those draws will be after each race. So you, the times you've listed are, are actually race times at Melton. So I'd imagine they'll run the race. And then they'll cross to yes, the draw. Sorry, I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've yeah. read that wrong. So these are after, yeah, after, after the race. Um, so a few minutes after those those times, I guess. So but, after but, race seven, after race eight, after but, race nine, after race ten. But if you're an owner, be there at those times when that race starts, so that so that they got a chance to organise you and get you. That's going. right. You got to check in and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll all happen after well about eight forty on Saturday night. Big bets, mate. You've opened up your wallet. Yeah, not me. Um, I lost a little bit last night at Ballarat, so there's not much left. But yeah, there's been a st- there's been a quite a bit of action here actually. This is through the TAB. I got um, oh, shit. My sound <laughs> must be leaking. This is not live audio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that on the button there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been sixteen four figure bets, Toby, through the tab. Uh, that was at about one p.m. yesterday on the Breeders' Crown semis. I might just whip through a couple, a few um, of note. It's been $5,000 placed on the Lost Storm at $1.35 to win the opening race on the card. A couple of other four-figure bets uh, in that race as well. But the Lost Storm, $5,000 at $1.35. Um, you're speaking to Bernie Hewitt later. Jewel Melody, I don't know if these are, uh, or whose money this is. Maybe one of his connections. Uh, $1,500 at $240. Wow. 1000 at $2. $1,500 at $1.95. So they've backed Jewel Melody in from 240 with three good bets there. Um, that that says what, she's going forward to me. Yeah, what's she drawn? She's seven. Six, five, seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd think so. Um, and from memory, is a main danger off the back row? Tempting Tigers is off the back row. Soho Seraphine from the pole is a big danger. Hand up, maybe. Hand yeah, up, nice. and she's a very nice filly. 
Yeah, she is. So good bets there for Jewel Melody. If you fancy her, there's a lot of support. Uh, race five, not a, a Breeders' Crown uh, semi, but Torrid Saints being met with some good support here. 1100 at 240 and 1500 at $2 for Torrid Saint to win the fifth. Um, race mm. six, Soho Historia has been well backed. $2,250 at $1.95 and $1,500 at $250. Um, down to race seven. This is an interesting one. Two thousand dollars on Encipher at a dollar seventy. Also a twelve hundred dollar bet at a dollar seventy for Amore Vita to run a place. I don't mind that. Um, there's been other bets on Encipher too. Two thousand two hundred and fifty to dollar ninety five. So she is really well fancied there. Um, this seventy the place Amore Vita. That's value. Yeah, I know. I like that bet. Uh, that's probably one that stood out to me. I thought that was. I wish I was on there. Twelve hundred a dollar seventy Amore Vita. Yeah. Um, yeah. She'll run a place for just about for sure. Um, in race eight, this is this is a horse I liked, and I'm not surprised to see it well backed. Uh, no four figure bets, but good support for interest free. Seven hundred dollars at four, five hundred dollars at two eighty, six hundred dollars at two eighty, and another five hundred dollar bet at three dollars. So interest free, well fancied there in race eight, and probably the last sure. one to mention, race ten, uh, Elder Baron Zeus, twelve hundred and fifty at two dollars eighty for Elder Baron Zeus to win the tenth. Be some of Jerry Harvey's money on interest free. Yeah, possibly. Uh, there's been some good whacks, though. Um, Harvey Norman, interest-free. Oh, yes. Just Very got good. one straight past. He did. I, 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 didn't, I didn't edge it. I played, played and missed. Yep. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're the, they're the key bets for the tab uh, as of about 1 p.m. yesterday for the Breeders' Crown semis on Saturday night. Rock and roll do was not – he was not disappointing the other day. He went terrific on times. Unbelievable the times they ran. Uh, he backs up tomorrow. We'll have Mick Gurin on later, so no doubt he'll talk to this a bit too. I don't know what news you've got on him. No, no news, but uh, I just wanted to mention that he is going around. There'd be some people who thought, oh, well, that was it. He uh, he was running in the New Zealand Cup. He didn't win that. He obviously galloped uh, there at the start and cost himself there, but he's going around barrier five in the mobile start condition, so he draws fairly well, and off the mobile, you'd think that would suit him a lot better. In the Group 1 Canterbury-New Zealand pacing free-for-all, it's uh, a $200,000 race run tomorrow, so I don't know for sure, but I assume that would be his last race uh, before heading back here. They're not going to the Inter-Dominion, so... Um, oh, I didn't think they would. No, and that's just worth noting. Um, I saw Adam Hamilton tweeted out yesterday, but uh, at last look, he was still either favourite or right up in the markets on a number of bookmakers oh. to win the series, the Inter-Dominion Series, and he's not going there. What? So uh, just keep that in mind. Maybe you want to have a look at backing something else. I, I love the thought process. Put him out, give him a, a little freshen up, bring him back for the for the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile campaign, and he'll be just that bit fresher than everybody else. So I, I love what he's doing, Mix. And mixed it worked down. with Queensland, didn't it? They yeah, bypassed yeah. Queensland. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they cash in with the Kilmore Cup and the Victoria Cup and have the opportunity to go to New Zealand because he wouldn't have gone... To New Zealand, would he if he went to Queensland? Probably not. No, he wouldn't. You have, never no. know, but it no, would have. Yeah, it would have been would a have been unlikely. Fair strain on a on a horse of that ability, yeah, and that and that age. So uh, anyway, he's going around. Cheer him on. Hopefully, he can uh, do the Aussies proud and get a victory there in the Group One. He's a three dollar favourite on the tab right, as we speak right now. Good on you, Tim. Thank you very much, mate. I might just. I know it was an intro, but I'm going to play it as an outro as well because I'm that happy with it. So I'm like a kid with a new. <laughs> Great toy. to be on. Looking forward to next week already. Good on you, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat in Australia.
Get in the hole! Good on you, mate, if you're still there.